you know, being a, an entrepreneur now for a little bit over a year, right? There's a certain mindset, a, uh, a change that happens within, and you know, I share this story all the time. 14 months ago, when I launched this, I had no idea where I was going to get my next lead, right? And I'd be happy if I could come up with three solid leads a week. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had one day where I had to end up with almost 14 leads in a single day. Right? <laughs> and I got to pay for any lead generation. I think I boosted maybe $100 worth of ads on Facebook, but everything really is just coming down to word of mouth and how you treat people. Mm -hmm. um, after you've been in a certain spot, you've grown, and you've, I used to call it like walking in the matrix. That's <laughs> right. not really the only description <laughs> I had for it, but uh, thinking Go Rich has a specific term for it called transmutation. Right. right. And it's basically not only the way you think, the way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you walk, every single part of aspect of, about you really changes. And so with the whole transmutation, you know, I really felt like a year ago I didn't know where business was going to come from to now where I could literally grow anything. Mm -hmm. um, almost to the point where I've worked so much with realtors that I could probably be a very successful realtor had I go down route, or I could help accountants find more business. You know, not to say that I'm uh, an expert in any of those fields, but I just feel like that I have that that mindset now. Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Goggins, but most people call me Dr. G. Now, I've dedicated my life to helping others understand that if you have the proper mindset, you can propel yourself up that proverbial stream with no paddle needed. Now, if you're constantly feeling like you're going against the flow, but you're never happy with your results, it's really time to flip your mindset. If that's something that you're ready to do, you've come to the right place. Now, let's get to it. Trying out some new stuff with Patrick and, and Scott here. Um, so cool. I'm really excited to have these guys on this episode. I've actually been looking forward to this one for ever since we planned it because I just think it's going to be completely stellar. So um, as I open up with all of my um, episodes, and Scott knows this because he's been on one before, is I really just lead in with you guys talking about you know who you are, just giving some backstory of who you are. And I think in this case, you know, we're really going to highlight your uh, two native sons. So, uh, but that's just mine. You know, you do, you do you. <laughs> Scott had someone on his podcast the other day, but you do you, boo boo. All right. Oh so, yeah, we got flip <laughs> going on with that one. <laughs> so, uh, so Patrick, I'm just going to open it up to you and just let you go for it. Yeah, uh, Patrick Maricami. Um, I guess uh, the story is still being written, right? And, uh, you know, if you're looking in the, the first early chapters, basically went from someone who, was, who had no idea what his why was, his what he's supposed to be doing, a lot of confliction internal, uh, went through massive depression, suicide, turned business owner. And uh, used that as very much part of my everyday story to help and connect with people, to hopefully influence people, and uh, to really just showcase that if I can do it, somebody else can. And uh, we've already heard from you one time. This is, what, what was this, about a month ago when we had recorded? About a month ago, yeah, yeah with you and Miriam. 
So a little bit of people know the backstory a little bit. Uh, when it comes to this aspect, though, it's more of just the mindset piece of if you're fearful of repelling the few, you're going to miss out on attracting the many. And so I'm at the point now where I want people to either say they hate me or they love me. Um, I don't want this middle ground of, I think I love Scott, I think I hate him, but I don't know. It's no, it's either you hate me or you love me. Um, and once I know where you're at, that's going to allow me to know if you're going to be part of the mission um, or if you're going to be standing on the sidelines watching as we're going and making a big dent in the universe and be like, oh man, they said they were going to do that and I didn't believe them. Um, so it's just being open and transparent and vulnerable and not having any fear about what people think. Right. So tell me about the mission. Uh, I'm going to just say two and S. Yeah, you do that. It's quicker and easier and I'm lazy <laughs> that way. <laughs> so just tell me more about the mission of, of two and S. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, you're going to turn your head to use the microphone. So I guess the best <laughs> description really is just it's a social impact business. Um, really based off of an idea and we want to just showcase that you can take a simple conversation a simple dream and really turn it into a legitimate business you know oftentimes how many ideas stay as ideas right and they don't go any further um and for us it was basically just kind of connecting and the fact that hey i know you dream big i dream big can we dream big together and what does that look like and so I had just asked Scott a simple question. And I just said, hey, have you ever thought of reading a book? Or writing a book? Or reading a book ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, have you ever thought about writing a book? And uh, apparently I was the fourth person asking that week, right? Um, you know, for a lot of people in my circle, they already know, but I'm already writing uh, another book, possibly two. I have several ideas. But the process to to go far right oftentimes used with collaboration and i spend a lot of time with in the collaboration piece so i thought why not take this also into something else and then i think it's been three weeks now and yeah. it has evolved into book idea email list um life coaching business coaching trainings uh merchandise I mean, podcasts, right? We even had somebody reach out and ask us if we could build them a podcast, what that might look like, or how much it would cost to run it, or if they could advertise on our podcast. So just a lot of different avenues, and you know, they all kind of start out kind of like a candle, that slow burn process, mm -hmm. right? As the flame gets bigger, and you know, then people start to take notice. And uh, just like in film, uh, just like anything else, it's going to be persistence. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that we've talked about is we're just looking really to be true to ourselves. Um, we're only five to ten percent of the population on planet Earth. If you look, let's round it up to eight billion people. If we go 0.1 percent of eight billion people, that's 800 million people. Um, if you go down to 0.0001 percent of the population, that's 800,000. And so that's a very small number and whatnot and i joke because what we're really creating is just creating a lifestyle for people who can get to the point to having a zero fucks given lifestyle because too many people are worried about what are other people thinking about them you've got so many people that are driven on the validation and the hunger of being validated by other people and they end up burning themselves out um or you have the aspect that you're being judged 100 percent of the time so how are you going to show up regardless of what people think. Um, and so you'll have a lot of people who are like, I want to do this as a business, 
but then they get scared and then they have other people get in their ears and people that haven't even had success. Uh, maybe it's an old friend that's still living in the hometown. And for me, I grew up in Colorado Springs, so I'm still here. But it's one of those things that we had talked about. And with the mindset piece, like you talk about, there was an exercise I was doing and what one of the uh, columns was talking about an experience that I wanted. So I wrote writer in there and then met with Patrick two hours after that. And that's where, where Patrick's like, have you thought about writing a book? And it's like, nope, let's go ahead and jump on it. And I think it was two seconds after he brought that up, I was like, all right, cool, let's go. So it was just full bore and that's pretty much all we're doing now. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's a couple of things I want to cover about what you guys are doing because I think it's really important as it, coincides with the mind with the mindset aspect and a couple things that what you know we just heard was um, you focus on the mindset you wrote some things down of what you wanted to do and there's an important aspect that happens there is you did that and then all of a sudden this opportunity was presented to you yeah. right and so <laughs> what I think what people fail to realize is that they say all this in in, in um, I know Patrick, you're okay with this. I know Scott's okay. I tend to get a little religious on on the on the podcast. So I think that a lot of people, what they don't realize is they ask God for something or they put something out there in the universe and it doesn't come to them in the way that they want it to. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they just dismiss that. Yep. But what is key here is you wrote down what you wanted. And in my in my mind is, you know, we're constantly kind of in this this mental prayer thing that's going on. So God knows what's going on with our thoughts within our heart. And you don't necessarily have to get on your, your hands and knees to pray, right? You can just yeah. pray and just say, man, that's something I want. That's something I'd like to do. And he says, cool, here's the opportunity. So that that's one thing. And then two, um, a really awesome, awesome aspect, and um, Patrick, and I know you both will relate to this with the Think and Grow Rich was, you made a decision and you made it quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when <laughs> oh, it was quicker than quick, <laughs> very quickly. But then you don't. You're like, and then then the persistence aspect. So you said, this is what I want. Here's the opportunity. Make the decision. Now let's be persistent. What's interesting about what's going on is as you see that your mindset just puts all this stuff in line. So when you go in line with what you're where you're supposed to be, you know that where thoughts are starting to generate things and not you're focused on your present results. You're going for your dream and your ambition. It just starts to happen like this. Yeah. But you have to be in this intuitive factor of saying, "Wait, I just asked for that about being a writer mm-hmm. book. Let's go." And then yeah. the Scott say, "Let's go." Let's Merch coming soon. <laughs> well, the interesting part really is that you know, being a, an entrepreneur now for a little bit over a year, right? There's a certain mindset, a, uh, a change that happens within, and you know, I share this story all the time. 14 months ago, when I launched this, I had no idea where I was going to get my next lead, right? And I would be happy if I could come up with three solid leads a week. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had one day where I had to end up with almost 14 leads in a single day. Right? <laughs> and I paid for any lead generation. I think I boosted maybe $100 worth of ads on Facebook, but everything really is just coming down to word of mouth and how you treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, after you've been in a certain spot, you've grown, and you've, I used to call it like walking in the matrix. That's <laughs> okay. not really the long description I had for it, but uh, Think and Grow Rich has a specific term for it called transmutation. Right. right, and it's basically not only the way you think, but 
the way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you walk, every single part of aspect of, about you really changes. And so with the whole transmutation, you know, I really felt like a year ago, I didn't know where business was going to come from to now where I could literally grow anything. Mm. Um, almost to the point where I've worked so much with realtors that I could probably be a very successful realtor had I go down route, or I could help accountants find more business. You know, not to say that I'm uh, an expert in any of those fields, but I just feel like that I have that that mindset now that wherever I go, I can be successful. Whatever I touch, um, almost kind of like the Midas hand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm in that right mindset, and so you know, it was I think gosh, two weeks in, right? Uh, we were working on stuff. Really, the first day, I mean, we met at the park on a Friday night, talked for like <laughs> two and a half hours. I said, hey, let's meet at the office on the following Saturday, which is very, the very next day. And we spent an hour with like a mind map. Mm-hmm. We spent the next half hour mapping out the seven chapters of the book. And just like that, it was done. You know, I think Monday or Tuesday, the following week, we recorded the first episode yeah. in the first chapter. And so it's literally just going rapid pace. And then another week later, somebody reached out to us like, hey, we're seeing the podcast stuff. Can you teach us? What does that look like? You know, and then all of a sudden we have three or four more people probably between the two of us who would reach out and said, hey, I want to get together with you and kind of see what this does or what you can do for our business. You know, I'm seeing some of these things and I think that this is completely different. And, you know, so it's really crazy because traditionally people don't catch on until you start to catch fire Um, but for us to have some people kind of asking as early adapters I think kind of says a lot about the things that we've been doing over the last probably couple of years in terms of our own personal lives and seeing that growth and so when people notice those things it's kind of humbling but it also kind of reinforces that maybe you're on the right path yeah yeah I think the, the biggest thing though is it's like once an idea comes up make the decision quickly and then you'll go slowly to adjust and so you have so many people that are quick, uh, slow to make a decision, but then they're quick to jump out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're talking to somebody, like I've talked to certain people and they're like, are you going to be able to give full attention to everything that you're doing? And when I look at it, ultimately everything that I'm doing falls under the umbrella of coaching. Um, it's just using different platforms, like podcasting is another way to get that out to people, give that value to people. Um, it's not the face-to-face approach, but you're giving value to people. People that need to hear will need to hear it and whatnot. And so I just look at it. It's, it falls under the same umbrella of coaching. It's just under different mechanisms and whatnot. And it's not the other thing I bring up to people, too. I think a lot of people try to start a business by themselves. And with Patrick and I, it's been an enjoyable experience because there's different things that we'll talk about. He'll bring something up. Um, because one thing that we wrote down on our mind map was a commercial property for our office. But then I talked to him yesterday and I was like, hey, I was thinking about it. Would this be a cheaper route of maybe going residential property, getting a couple houses? Um, because we do have a couple other items that we have with the residential property that we can throw on top of that. Um, and it's going to be a lot cheaper than getting a commercial lots and whatnot so it's one of those things that it's just we're, we're very unconventional with what we're doing because when you see the book it's a manuscript movie style where we talk about something patrick will talk i'll talk and we're just bouncing off um and i've talked to a couple of people and they're like i've seen it done before but you look at a lot of books and it's not that way so it's just very unconventional of what we're doing and i love it because it throws people kind of for a loop 
because it's not anything that they've seen before. Right. Well, and I think that's I think people are getting kind of tired of, of conventional, right? There's always I mean we talk about you know you you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting, but and there's certain aspects of that too. Like people just it's the same thing over and over. And so how can you be fresh? How can you be different? And just the fact is the collaboration piece. So I want to put this out there because even though you guys are going in as a partnership, I don't necessarily have a partner in, in uh, my coaching yeah. venture, right? It's just kind of me. That doesn't mean that you can't collaborate. Absolutely. And so this is what's beautiful with you guys is you have all these, even outside of the, um, uh, just the business of mm-hmm. Q&S. You guys have this little um, Facebook Live thing that you do, and I don't really know what your plan is because right now it's sort of sporadic. But uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, you're 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 bringing in entrepreneurs and and just being uncensored, uncut, and just going for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole mastermind situation where um, you're collaborating and in ways that just. Is, is again it's not really what other people are doing yeah yeah and really the whole goal for the lives is one just to kind of be constant top of mind people see this right because as we talked about the transparency piece seeing it from the very beginning to the point where it's running and you're like this is so crazy i remember when they were just talking about it everything being live, <laughs> now they're actually doing stuff right and um the other portion too is that all these conversations that we're having on Facebook Live are happening on the golf course, at the bars, you know, in your one-on-one meetings and things like that. But the reality of it is that a lot of them are just basically those forced smiles, yeah. right? Those forced conversations that tell me what you do, blah, right. blah, blah, tell me about your why, right? Yeah. Um, which is fine. We need to be having those conversations anyhow. However, there's also a certain aspect to it where maybe we bring our business space and not our personal or our true base. Um, and so there's needs to be dialogue amongst business owners who are maybe struggling, people who are trying to get on the, um, in that, you know, to be an entrepreneur, maybe they're on the fence, um, you know, because in order to, like we talked about, to be able to have better and have different results, you have to do different things. And, you know, I know that we're not going to be maybe innovative in the event that we're doing something completely different because it's in this day and age in this digital world there's nothing truly Mm. original anymore right um and if there is it's probably already stolen by zuckerberg or mark bezos (laughs) right so because they have the technology and they've implemented it we've become okay with that so with that being said um what we can do is we can take things that are already being done we can move those a lot further right or we can push the envelope a little bit more you know because again these conversations are happening but they're only happening within your circles they're only happening with other entrepreneurs you know people that you associate with well why can't we have this conversation with people who are new to entrepreneurialism or people who are thinking about doing that why can't they ask the real questions and get the real answers and why can't we share it all in the real frustrations and that's really what the goal is because again our goal is to basically our, our mission statement really is to have this inspirational by action lifestyle while having that Zafuji uh, mindset. And so it's it's all encompassing because, again, these are the, if you want to be a social impact, if you want to make an impact on somebody or on people, you have to 
be authentic. Mm -hmm. And so having these conversations with real business owners, with people, giving them that platform, that opportunity, and that time to come out real and honest and raw, I think it's gonna is where we start. Right. I think uh, like I brought it up too, like when people come on there, like you've been on it the first time, our first episode, um, we didn't tell you, okay, this is what we're gonna talk about. This is what you can talk about um, because it limits people. Um, and so it was the same thing with the second episode. We had three very strong entrepreneurial minded women come on there. Uh, Jordan just recently started getting into there. Uh, Mandy's got her own photography business that she's been running for three years. Danielle has been everywhere. Um, but it was also one of those things too because like, as I am like, gonna say fuck. Um, and like, it was funny because I think it caught Mandy off guard that she could be open to say that. Um, but it's one of those things that it's just, hey, this is who we are. And I think coming with an open mind and understanding that everybody has a different perspective and understanding that we all look at the world through a different lens, it can make a very powerful thing because it allows you to get out, have empathy and look from the other person's perspective and say, am I missing something? that maybe they're bringing to light. Um, and so it's just a beautiful thing to go that route. But I think a lot of business owners will have these type of roundtable discussions, but you've got some that are very staunchly in the old ways of this is not appropriate. This is what you're not able to talk about because with Keith Willis within our business, he is bringing back where successful CEOs and multi-million dollar earners are wearing hoodies. And it's giving that different perspective. Um, but I think you're starting to see that shift too. But we've talked about it too, that in certain industries, it's kind of hard to get away from that traditional setting. Like for me, I'll show up in shorts, vans, a ball cap, and just be me. Um, but there are certain industries that I've talked to Miriam and she's like being in insurance a little bit different. Um, uh, Patrick, he's also an insurance. So it just depends on it, but I think it's starting to get a spin. Things are being looked at it differently, but it's a matter of us being able to show, being true to ourselves and giving permission to other people to do that too. Um, and I think it's looking past that front cover and really opening up the book and saying, hey, who are you truly? Because that front cover, a lot of people allow that to trip them up and they don't go any deeper. Right. Well, and I think what's important about the uncut and uncensored type situation is when you build a mastermind, and again, you know, thinking grow rich, Napoleon Hill talks about this, and it's really interesting with that book, how it just is so, I mean, it was written so long ago, but it's still so flippant relatable. But when you build a mastermind, even what he says in the book is to bring people in that don't have your strengths. And that's because you want, you want them to be real with you and to tell you, no, that crap's not going to work. <laughs> this is what you need to do because... I'm a professional in this area or I'm experienced in this area. And, and that's really, if you think about it, when you get those group of people to, together, things just flip and take off. So, and just perfect example. So like with what you guys are experiencing, I, I went to the same thing. I just, I wanted to just, I had so much stuff just built up inside of me that I needed some sort of release. So I wrote this really quick ebook um, called Moving Upstream Without a Battle. I had no idea really where I wanted to go with that. I just wanted to get some of my thoughts on paper. And then I thought, well, you know what? What I put in here helped me, so I'll just put it out there. And if anybody wants to read it, then they can just read it. But then I started getting myself around these people, right? And like, 
and Scott's one of them, and now Patrick's one of them. They're like, you, you should do that. I'm like, oh, all right. So I jumped on it, <laughs> and that little small ebook has went from that to this whole um, mindset coaching business and a full-fledged program that's six months long. And it's all based upon this this concept that you know this moving upstream without a paddle. The fact that with the right mindset, you don't need a paddle to move upstream. You don't need anything to go against the flow. Once you have the right mindset, you just go against the flow. And it doesn't even feel like you're going against the right. flow. And I think that's, it's showing in, in my life, it's showing in your guys' life, and then just everybody that we hang out with or in our circles, it's showing in their life. Things are happening in this day and age that are in just epic proportions. Right, right. Yeah, yeah this digital age is really crazy, right? Because you could literally look up anything and learn anything. Um, and even yet still, people still need this. People still need these conversations. People still need that life coach and that mentoring piece. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how much you read about it, it doesn't care how much money or time you invest into it until you're actually out there doing it. It's all theory, yeah. right? And you don't know how you're going to respond. You don't know how, you know, what you're capable of. And that's really kind of maybe the scary thing about life right now is that I thought I knew a lot about a lot, right? Various things, a lot of Jeopardy knowledge. You know, if you go back to sports, especially like I, random stats from like '90s. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but man, in 14 months as a business owner, none of that stuff matters. I mean, it's still swirling around somewhere. But ultimately, the things that I care about, the things that I want to do. You know, I, I've always spent a lot of time gaming, you know, that kind of helped save me and my teens, you know, going through a broken home. Uh, that's what kept me away from, you know, drugs while a lot of uh, friends that I hung out with were kind of in that scene. So I got it into a competitive fighting game um, community. And so for a long time in my early 20s and then my late teens, um, I would travel across the country, you know, playing these video game tournaments and making money off of side bets and side tournaments. It's not like now where kids can win a Fortnite 10 minutes oh, in their yeah. mom's basement and win millions of dollars. <laughs> um, but that experience, you know, taught me a lot about community and I spent so much time in different forms of communities. You know, ultimately what taught me how to be a business owner was one, my wife, and then two, I used to stream on Twitch. You know, I used to hold a digital open mic for poetry. And that really taught me that you can find like-minded people with whatever it is that you're doing but then there's also the aspect that you're gonna attract other people as well because they're gonna see the things that you're doing. They're gonna be curious. They may not be a part of the poetry scene or they may not be writers or musicians, whatever, but they are still inspired by it, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, again, I, I bring a lot of things to what I do from a faith perspective, right? And a big credit to Lane Wright. He's uh, my employee today. He basically sent me a Bible verse. Uh, I think it's Ecclesiastes chapter 6, but it basically specifically says, you know, you should be looking to invest in other endeavors, right? And so all the time, <laughs> I hear, I mean, I think it says, I think, I think it specifically says seven endeavors, right? And what is the stat? You know this. This is why you're laughing, right? I'm not well that, but also because this whole stupid saying of if you chase two rabbits, you right. won't catch any. Um, and so it's funny, but yeah. That, but, that. but what is the stat? How many average? At least seven. Income, at right? least it's seven. But look at the number seven, though, too. Number seven is the number of completion. Correct. 
Um, so it's a it's one of those things, but we look at our society where we have people that are ingrained and programmed with go to school, get a degree, get a good paying job. And you know what? We need those people. That's the thing. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Um, we need employees because as businesses are growing and being built, you can, you've got a big dream that you have to go after. You've got to bring people in that suit your weaknesses that they're strong in to help build that empire to build whatever it is um and so that's the thing like as entrepreneurs i think some people will come off as very maybe cocky and whatnot and make other people mad and make them feel bad that they're not doing something big but we have to understand that everybody has their role um some people just don't have that entrepreneurial mindset which is okay um and so it's just one of those things that we have to be mindful of just what people are looking at how they're thinking but I tell people, I'm like, if you really have something inside of you and you feel that you have nobody in your corner, you feel like you're a crab in a bucket, all the other crabs are pulling you down, reach out to us. Because ultimately, if I don't know the exact answer or can help lead you, our network can propel you to whatever you're doing. Um, so it's just one of those things that you have to laugh because like people are so staunchly on you can't chase two rabbits. If you can't chase two, you're not going to get any. And so it, it's that limiting belief that people have that if I chase multiple things, I'm not going to succeed. And it goes back to your thoughts. It's like, no, I will succeed. Some of these rabbits may be mutilated in the endeavor that we're going, but it will be done. How it gets done, I don't know. Um, but the what and the why. Right. And I'm a firm believer, too, that, you know, like, you know, when we talk about for the branding piece, you know, you always have to go after your ideal client first, right? And, and you have to mass appeal to them because you try to mass appeal to everyone. We all know that that backfires. You attract nobody, right? So there's a process. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go after every single perspective or entrepreneurial idea that comes over to you at one time. You know, because you, you basically, before you ever were able to move on to the next thing, you have to be the master of whatever you're doing first, right? And I think that's where a lot of people struggle because was it 10,000 hours to become a master yeah. at one particular thing, right? Um, and so a lot of people, especially in the younger generations now, right, they see YouTube and they want to get YouTube mm, famous. Yep. They see Instagram, they want to get Instagram famous because they're getting paid, right? And it works for a little while until then what? Until other the next person who's bigger, better, yep. has a nicer bot, whatever it is that you're getting paid off of, right? And so because there's no grounding there's no formation in terms of where to start and how to build your base again and create those opportunities and so you know for me to come out and say oh, all corporations are evil is completely false right mm -hmm. because like you said we need people in the workforce um i think every business owner would be lying to you if they said that they weren't chasing to be that portion of, of success you know to turn themselves into a corporation yeah but the what i think is lacking in today's foundation in the corporate world is the ability turn around and say, look, you should be striving not only to be successful here because we love and appreciate you, but what else are you doing? Where else can you be successful? Where else can you influence other people, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that person who's sitting there, you know, uh, working his way through the manager levels or whatever, and maybe he's not quite on corporate salary, but he's there, you know, maybe that's the person that could be groomed to run another variation of your business or yep. the next portion, you know, but they've never given those opportunities. Oh, know, that's because it. We're not training them. Yeah, and I think it's also this, the fear factor, though, too, um, because 
there's these times that managers do not want to give up what they've done to overcome anything because they feel as if they do that, their target on their back is a lot larger. These people that they've trained surpasses them and then they're left in the dust. And so it's that scarcity mentality versus the, the, uh, the abundance mentality. But also through the boot and the badass, uh, when Bashim Lakhiani was building Mind Valley, during the work week, he will give his employees five hours to go pursue something that's close and near and dear to their heart. How many corporations do you see that? Because think about how powerful that would be that if the employees really saw that the owner truly cared for them and said, yes, go chase whatever you're passionate about. How many more employees would be hungry to really excel? And then Bashin's also talked about, he's like, I'm not scared of them leaving the company. If they go do and create something big, I had an impact in that because I allowed them to do what they needed to. But we it goes back to this whole scarcity versus abundance, uh, abundance mindset. And it's like, okay, if this person leaves, what's going to happen to me? It's like, no. So that's where you potentially have that collaboration. That person's not going to be able to take everybody on either, though. So it's like, okay, because of what you did for them, they may funnel people back to you because you helped them out. Um, but it's a different mindset, and that's a mindset that we have to really work on. And as you're changing your mindset, it's like going to the gym. You still have to continually work on it because you're going to get to a certain level and you're going to face a new devil at that level that you're going to have to combat and overcome to get to the next level. I needed to take a time out to give a quick shout out to my friends and sponsor, Tabala Cuisine. If you're a local to the Colorado Springs area, I would strongly suggest to go to their website at tabalacuisine.com Find out their next location and rush over to put your taste buds in a state of bliss. The food is amazing. And truly, there really is no better way to prepare yourself for flipping your mindset than to get into a positive space with good friends and good food. So go see my good friends Jasper Axelrad and the crew at Tabala Cuisine today. You'll be happy that you did. I, I went through the, the traditional aspects, right? And I think a lot of people out there just don't know, they're just not taught, you know, there's a, there's a different way. So, um, and they've never been around it, you know, yeah. parents have worked the, the corporate ladder, they've been fine, grandma, grandpa did it, but it's so different now, right? Cost of living is exponentially way different. Um, cost of living, you know, uh, wages and, you know, there was, there was never this emphasis before on supporting small and local in their time frames, right? Right. Um, now it's, it's like where we live anyway, every single corner has a mom and pop store, right? And we also have a big, a large number of big corporations and it works here, but it doesn't work like that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with, with what Scott was saying in the, the book, Food of the Badass, that mentality and you know whether it's abundance or scarcity or on a creative plane or on a competitive plane whatever that looks like i think it's important because i didn't i didn't necessarily know any better so i went in this wave where i had this idea of what i wanted so i i shift occupation so many times and i chased this and i chased that and things happened in life you know i was in 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 architecture and in the housing market crash i lost my job 
Well, then like, okay, you couldn't get a job in housing market, so or in architecture. So what did I do? I went into computers. I like computers, blah, blah, blah. And so I ended up going and getting a doctor. But as I was going through this process, I, even then, I, like, I never realized what my, what my passion was because I was never taught, you know, you're not taught this in school, what's your passion? There's, we're taught, you know, if we go into in the high school counselor say, my passion is this, they tell you, oh, well, you need to pick something that's going to you can't build a future off of that. Mm -hmm. And so we're just taught in the beginning, don't chase these dreams. Don't do that because it's not going to be, you know, it, they bring you down on that aspect. And it wasn't until, and I mean, a lot of people have some things against network marketing or MLM, but I'll tell you, it wasn't until I joined at MLM that I began to realize the work that had to be done on me personally. And as I started to do that, because, you know, in, in network marketing, that's their thing is you have to be, you know, build you up before you can build a team up. And, and that's in any, any organization, management staff has to go through that same thing, right? You, if you're going to lift anybody up, you have to build yourself up. But in network marketing, that's really a big push. And when I started reading books um, that people were telling me to read, and I, my mind just began to go, oh, wow, there's a whole thing out here that I, I have a doctorate and I'm ignorant. And that was scary because I spent a lot of money on a doctorate, yeah. but also invigorating because I like to learn things. And so as I was going and building, building me, I started to, to understand what my passion really was. And there is still passion in, in the computer field. And, and so I have a, a, in the web development company, I have the passion there, but then I have this passion for other people and, and getting them. And I started to realize in all the successes that I had in my life, I was implementing this mindset and I had no clue I was doing it. But once you understand what's going on and you can just consciously apply that, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. So I think it's awesome that, you know, what he's saying. And as management staff, encourage your people to go out there and learn. Whether they take your job or not, I feel like if you work on a creative plane like that or in an abundance plane, that you'll find that it's the, that rising tides and lift all yeah. ships. So as you're helping other people to, to succeed, you're going to go right up here with them. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is understanding the value that you're bringing to other people. What does that do for the corporation overall when you're looking at it? Because that value is tremendous to the return on investment for these individuals, that human capital. Because human capital is one of those capitals that's very hard to come by, especially if somebody possesses a certain skill set. If you can cultivate that and you have somebody that is there because they've had different corporations that are starting to create dream manager programs where they have a person that specifically is meant there to help people get their dreams. Um, but people are scared about it. And then you'll hear sometimes where the program starts, they'll send out a notification, hey, would love to hear your, your feedback. What do you dream about? And people are like, no, this is fake. Like the corporation is just trying to play face with all of us. And so they don't take it seriously. Um, but that's also where people have been jaded to and they've gotten burnt and they don't look and they, they take that situation and apply it to all situations. It's like, no, that, that was that one situation. Come in with a, a clean set and look at it differently. But it's hard for people to do that and separate those pieces because it's a it's a process of now I got to get out of my own way. The ego is getting near and near way and whatnot. So it's it's a catch twenty two for some people. 
Yeah. I think employees are like, they're sold on a dream, right? They're sold that you're going to have that stability that you can move up really quickly. It's based off of your work ethic and how hard you work. You know, very few companies are willing to tell you how competitive it really is, mm-hmm. right? And how many people are um, become entrepreneurs or business owners out of spite? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Most of us. Right. And so, you know, um, business owners are really built off of those broken dreams and those empty promises. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I tell my employees all the time is you're looking at your competition, right? And so until you're ready to branch off and, and all those things on your own, whatever that next step is, if it's still going to be in, in insurance, then you have to find ways to be able to beat me, right? Because I'm setting the bar for them. I'm setting those expectations. You know, and that, that uh, setting that reality piece to let them know is like, until you think you have things that are going to be better than the way that I'm doing them, you won't be ready to take off, right? Yeah. And a lot of them, they're using a lot of my network, which is great, right? They knew that had started. They, they're I've connected with these people for a reason. I'm bringing them in. But the other thing to set them up for success is you're gonna have to find your own people. Yeah. Because you realize you're gonna realize that your network is a lot smaller when people are forced to pick. Yeah. And so it's those open conversations with people directly. It's those things that basically. You know, other companies aren't going to tell you, right? They're just going to basically try and keep you off with a, like a non-disclosure, right? Which only pisses people off, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? You know, but to be able to have and look at those little things to say, you know what, if you really want to be successful, if you really want to do things, then you have to be better than what we're doing here, right? You have to find other things. And again, if you're using them already, great. Keep them to yourself because the last thing that you want is for somebody else to be able to steal that, yeah. right? especially if it's groundbreaking yeah um but i also it, it goes into that point too though somebody can steal your idea but the fact that businesses can be imitated but if you're putting your story into that idea 100%. your story cannot be stolen um and so use your pain use your suffering use your mess as your message to overcome because people are going to resonate with that um, so I, that's the thing because entrepreneurship, a lot of times it's looking at, okay, here's a product. How can I make it better? What problem in the consumption chain is causing an issue for everybody else? And so it's one of those things that's a give and take. Um, but I think it's that, yeah, go ahead and steal my idea. See how it runs because you didn't create this. So you're going to look at it differently and you may get overwhelmed because you'll be like, that's too big because some people look at what we're doing with two native sons and they're like, that is a shit ton that you're trying to do. And it's like, no, like it, everything lines up. You just have to have the vision, but if you're, you're scatterbrained and you're all over the place and you can't see it, good luck. Um, you can take a couple of our ideas, um, but honestly, like if it wasn't something that you're passionate about, it's not gonna flourish for you. 100%. A lot of that's through trial and effort, through failure. Um, you know, usually the original idea or the person who comes up with the idea is the one who's going to test run it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talk about all the time. Am I doing something different that hasn't been done before? I don't think so, mm-hmm. right? But the way that it's consistent, how persistent I am to make sure that people are taken care of, regardless if they've done business with me or not, if you know, just checking in on people, being authentic, and just being there as a friend, mm. being there as kind of that missing piece that 
the one thing that maybe I think corporations have over small business owners yeah. is that camaraderie, mm -hmm. right? Um, but being able to create that opportunity in a small local business world with where people's time is limited because mm -hmm. they're committed to their business, they're growing, they're marketing, they're doing all these things themselves, social media, and then they've got to do these one-on-ones, they're in these networking groups, you know, whatever, all, all those different things. And yet, at the end of the day, we still feel like we don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. That's a problem. And I think it's unique, too, because by being vulnerable and transparent and open, like we met with Jeremiah on Thursday. So I met a young gentleman, he's 26 years old, um, through one, another thing that I do on Tuesday. And it was very powerful to watch him. He's a very smart gentleman. He speaks very eloquently. Um, but he got to a certain point, he's like, to be truthful with you guys. And then he got into some stuff. Normally, when you're mean with people, you don't go that route. Um, and it was funny because he looked at both of us and he's like, are you guys angels? And I was like, that's the first time I've heard somebody yeah. ask me that. Um, but it's, no, it's just being a genuine human yeah. and taking an interest in somebody else and seeing what can we do to serve somebody else. Yeah, yeah I think, and I told him, Jeremiah, right? When I met him at that point, as a human being, I have a social responsibility to care for him. It doesn't have to be that I'm going out of my way and doing all of these special things, but I think we overlook a lot of those human elements, right? And I mean, we were human before we were anything else, right? Mm -hmm. Before we were a business owner, entrepreneur, before we were, you know, we, we, were, we were human. And so in order to be able to better connect with others, in order to be able to uh, given any sort of opportunity, people want to know who you are. People want to be able to to hear your story or resonate before they can even give you an opportunity. And so, you know, man, what would that look like if everybody else was on a mission to basically just be human first, and then come to the table with whatever you have to offer or whatever you want to talk about? But I think that sets the stage for quite a bit of things and. You know, that's really kind of the basis of that social impact piece that we talked about between episodes. But I think it also comes to the point where people have to get to the point where they're like sick and tired of knowing they're going to be judged and they just got to show up. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people don't show up authentically because they're scared of being judged. Uh, for me, I'm like, whatever. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I'm going to show up how I am and keep rolling. And uh, I can't worry about what you're, what you're thinking and whatnot. Yeah, I think... I think when people transition from, and, and we toss this around, this, these planes that I always toss around, competitive or creative or um, abundance or scarcity, the, I think the difference between all of that is is the humanity aspect. So when you, like you were saying, Patrick, when you come in as a human first, you're on this abundance plane, you're on this creative plane, because if I look at you and say, how can I help you? And I can and just like I've ever seen with the management, you know, how can I help you get to where you want? That's going to help me to get to wherever it is I want. But people don't, they, it's, they don't look at the piece of where are you coming from? I just, how can you benefit me? How can you benefit me? But when I can flip that and say, tell me your story. Tell me where I can fit into that piece to help you get to where you're going. And like Scott says, it's a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful thing that happens there. Yeah. And it, you're not, you're just, you're not in it alone. You're, that may be another merch idea. It's a beautiful thing, <laughs> a 
a beautiful thing. That's unique. <laughs> yeah, but so that's just what the world, and you know, we're just so segregated and we're so just on the defense all the time. Well, well if we could just all come together just in this, this cooperative sort of way, um, everybody can succeed and they can do it in, the, in a massive way. And I just think that, you know, there's that, I mean, there's 5% that are entrepreneurs, but there's like a 3%, there's even less than that, who really build in that fashion. Right. You know, I use this example quite often, more frequently now, it seems like. But if I could, if, if, if I came to you guys today and I said, look, guys, I can get us guaranteed money, um, but if we do it together, we can guarantee that money a lot, a lot more in abundance and a lot faster, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, I don't care what it is. You said I can make money and we can do it faster. Let me put my money together, yeah. right? But when you go to somebody down the street or you're not next to your neighbor and you ask them, and they're like, well, wait a minute. What am I gonna, what do I have to do with this? How much are you asking? Yeah. What am I gonna put into it? Where's this money coming from? Is this legal, right? Okay. And so what happens is that then all of a sudden you're like, well, hold on, let me go ask Patrick. So what is it? How are you going to make this money? Is that legal? Right? And it trickles backwards, right? Mm-hmm. But if everybody was in this mindset where it's like, hey, you know what? If we got three of us, what happens if we get 30 of us yeah. who put in a little bit instead of having to come up be full amount, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if we put 300 of us in there? And then again, pulling it together, what happens if we have 3,000? 300,000, 3 million people, right? And everybody's basically invested in the same amount, but yet you're creating your own hedge funds, you're creating your own stock funds, you're creating your own mutual funds, right? And everybody's got a piece of the pie in there. So guess what? That splits, that doubles, that runs up, you know? But so many of us are listening to our neighbors. So many of us are listening to the people that are close to us that are basically turning around and instead of saying, yes, let's do that, Oh wait, hold on. There's more questions. Mm-hmm. You know, and that those are those same same things, that same mentality that's holding us back. Yeah, it's like they gotta see the bigger picture first. It's like you better jump. Uh, that's the beautiful thing of doing the collaboration piece is you can jump together and then start figuring out the what or the the how. That's yeah. the way. The how. It's like let's work together. The how's gonna come. We may not see it right now, uh, but it's just start swinging the bat and start shooting away and adjust as you go. It's not, it, it can't be perfect. People want perfect. Well, I, I think the how aspect, when you get into that analysis process, that the how, yeah, everybody wants to go with the how, but it, to get to where you really want to go and to find a success that you really want to find, don't worry about the how. Like you said, it'll just happen. And if you're a religious person, I mean, if you if you go and you're backed by, the Bible and there's a faith aspect, right? So I am like, I, I just, I say this all the time. I think people say they believe in the Bible, but don't believe what the Bible says. <laughs> so when the Bible says, you know, take a leap of faith, you know, he doesn't say what I want you to do is to go out and then make a list of all the questions that you're going to ask me. Let me give you the answers. And then when you have enough answers, then go and do what I want you to do. No, it says have some faith go do it, I'll show you how to get there on the way. Yeah. And when we when you wrap yourselves into what we're taught, to, we just don't do what we're taught to do in the Bible. But when you do in that fashion, he promises you abundance. He promises that. And so if you can, then that's why I always say people don't have believe in the Bible, but I don't believe it because when we're, he says, I'll give you abundance, 
damn it, expect abundance because yeah. it's a promise to you. So I just, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that because like, I don't get too excited. But. No, no, I mean, that, that speaks for itself, right? It even says, like, don't be lukewarm. Yeah. Right? He says, because if you're lukewarm, then you're worse than being opposed against me, right? Because I'd rather spit you up. Um, so when you're looking at these things, you know, and I think where a lot of people initially up front, you know, some people think that this is a Fuji thing and that's being unscripted, all these things are for shock value, right? And really it's not. It's, again, taking away that filter, right, to the traditional <laughs> business sense for people who basically have gone through everything, feeling a certain way about it, and then going home and having to drink their weird, uh, their wine or their beer to mm -hmm. be able to relax because, man, I felt like I was cooped up all day that I wasn't able to be my authentic self, and now I'm just tired, right? right? right. And so this basically just takes off that cloth and just says, show up as you are, Yeah. right? Um, for some people, yeah, it's going to be a shock factor. For some people, it's going to be a huge relief. But ultimately, like you said, there's this shift, right? And, you know, for us, I think that we'd rather be on the forefront than on the backside saying we missed our chance. Right. So. Well, I think, and a lot of people don't know what this Zabuji means or Zabuji, however you say it. I said it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Well, did you, I don't know if you actually broke down the acronym. You just said zero plus a gift. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So. so now people know what that really means, yeah. and then you don't have to say it again. But, and um, I think that some, some people could take this to the extreme end, too. Like, they're really going to be like, we really don't care. No, it's, it's going and doing what we want to do. Um, not caring what people are thinking and not being mindful about the judgment. We have a stand. So this is the thing too, is you have to take a stand. Um, you can't be wishy-washy because we do have a separate podcast. And the, the last episode that we had talked about was something that some people may not really agree with. Um, but if we go and record it and then all of a sudden it gets taken off, it's like, what's wrong with these guys? Like they, they want to go this route, but they're not taking a stand. Um, and so it's one of those tough things that you're not going to have everybody agree with you, which is okay. Um, I love that more than you flip flopping and trying to appease everybody because while you're trying to appease everybody, you're going to appease one person that was pissed at you originally. And then this person that loved you is pissed off at you because you decided to flip. And so it's like, whatever. I'm gonna if you love me, you love me. If you hate me, hate me. Good, I'm moving. Come with me or you're not. So well, I think an important thing to distinguish between what you guys are saying is that, you know, the the zero craps or whatever that you're given is is not stating that I don't care about people. Mm -hmm. Right. It's I we're gonna do things in this way that as we've already established, it's just it's it's just off the cuff. It's we're going with what we feel instead of what is this traditional approach. And I think that's really where that that comes into play. And I and I'm pretty sure that your message is, and I think it's pretty strong, is we care about everybody. We want everybody to come with us. Just jump on these coattails and let us go, and not care what like you were saying. You know, the neighbor down the street is saying it's going to be successful or not. Because what does he know? Has he tried this? And no, he hasn't. But we know in our in our circle of, of people, and it's really funny when you start to get with entrepreneurs who have these big dreams. That circle becomes tighter and tighter and tighter. <laughs> like, hey, I met so oh, I know so and so, and and because 
not too many people think in this way. So if Uncle Johnny and living in, you know, down by the river, down by the river, saying, <laughs> don't try that. You're going to get burned. Yeah. Well, what if, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. And so let's go over to the people who are actually making some movements, making, you know, propelling themselves through that flow. Like we were, like I was saying, you know, go against the flow. Yeah. That small percentage of the ones that are actually doing stuff with their life. And so if you want to do something, don't question that. Because if you see that forward movement, whatever they're doing, it's, it's obviously working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in order to, in order to have and make change, right? Um, is that you need two different flows of air coming from two different ops, oppositions, right, to be able to make a tornado, mm-hmm. yep. right? And so, you know, if you want to make a big impact, uh, sometimes you do have to go against, you know, go upstream, like you said. And it's funny that you talked about these circles getting smaller and smaller, right, as the dreams get bigger and bigger, because even to get to this point, to have a collaboration piece, it's really difficult, <laughs> you know, because usually if you're finding other people, it's going to be through something that's already existing, mm-hmm. right? And for fact, uh, for the fact that Scott was just like, let's go, right? Let, like, and on my end, I could have been like, whoa, well, hold on. Like, I was just asking a question. <laughs> like, 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 take, take a step back. I don't think you, you had any hesitation either, though. No, I think because... it, it might have caught you off guard a little bit, though, now have somebody jump on right away i think so a little bit but also at the same time you know it was kind of like it was just like okay let's go you know because now what people can see from even just a short a bit, a bit of the process is like wow they actually got the business going they actually have facebook they have a logo which we're revealing this week um you know there's so many small pieces already that are infinitely better than someone still sitting there on the couch still somebody who's like man i hate my job i hate my boss i'm not getting paid my worth do something about it get up and do something about it. that's literally what this is about this is literally to just show you there is a better path if you're willing to take that small leap and it looks like a giant leap now but i promise you here's now you look back and like the best damn decision I ever made. Yeah. Right because stuff that's been popping up, I was like, I, I was like, what's the possibility? What can we do? How many people can we impact? And then things will start popping up for us. And I was like, we didn't even think about that. So now what else is going to grow off of this branch here that's popped off? Um, and so like we had talked about one of our things is community aspect. And then the roundtable aspect, the Dreamer Cypher is starting to pop up. And you're getting a lot of people that are like, yeah, let me come on, let me join, let me share in it, um, because they they want that's something that they desire, um, and somebody's giving them permission. Hey, go ahead, here we go, come with us. And it's a lot of well-respected people in our community who have basically said, that, you know, that's pretty cool. I would love to join and be a part of that. You know what I mean? And so you just you just never know. Um, but what I've also learned is that you don't know necessarily who's watching, but you don't necessarily need their permission for them to be inspired. Mm, it's yeah. true. And what's funny is people are watching, yeah. and they are getting inspired. And they may not be verbal about it, but what is going on? I mean, I'm with you guys, with me, with a lot of people in the community, with people just all over the place. There's, there's, it could be with COVID. It could be with whatever. There's just something is happening there's just a shift that is going on in how people are, are dealing with stuff and they're looking to find something greater 
Uh, now I know, and I, Patrick, you have an amazing story, and I might just have you on, you know, just simply to talk about that. But you know, there's a lot of your story that I relate to. I ran away from home when I was 16, and I, and I went through a stint where I was living out of my VW Bug, and and so uh, I hit some certain points in my life where I just decided that I was never going to be in that position again. Right. And I think that's where people. There's so much turmoil going on that they're really going, I'm never going to be in this position again. And people are watching what you're doing going, that's it. That's very interesting. That's so different from what I'm used to. But that's what I was saying earlier. People are looking for different right now. Sure. Yeah, I had a, somebody reach out to me, and I didn't get the text message till today, but it, apparently they sent it on Friday. And uh, I shared the story basically of being nearly homeless. Um, you know, my wife basically got a potato, put it in a cup and a sign that says, uh, always be humble. And the significance behind that is basically when I was nearly homeless, I would basically buy a bag of potato a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would ration it to be able to eat twice a week. And I would save exactly $34 every month to be able to have money for my oldest son when he would come over for the times that I had it. But I was, you know, basically, I had an empty house to myself, which I was basically paying in two paychecks. Utilities may or may not have been paid every month, right? <laughs> Depending if the check bounced or not. I, I, didn't, I never knew somehow, um, you know, by the grace of God, those things were able to, to work through. I had a car that constantly broke down. Um, no TV, no internet for basically two and a half years. And it was literally just me, my son, a couple days a week. And a pen and paper and that's really all I had and I, I basically was very scarce on everything mentality resources people that I could react out to also um, this stuffiness of you know uh, the male ego and pride right not being able to ask for help and all these things luckily I had some amazing people um, in my corner who were able to just break through some of those barriers of people who would just silently be able to help out without asking any questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, so even for my wife to be able to, who's heard this story a million times, to turn around and say, you know, never forget where you come from, but also be very proud of the things that you've accomplished. And so, you know, I had somebody reach out and basically just said, I love your potato story because I just wanted to give up today. Is that uh, your book idea? I'm sorry? Is that your book idea? It's, it's not, but I mean, part of it, I guess, you know, um, but for somebody to turn around and say, you know, like, today I just wanted to give up on everybody, I want to give up on myself, I haven't made any money, try to try this new venture, you know, and I took that leap of faith to fire my boss, but to turn around and say, my mindset is not to quit, my mindset is that this is, I know this is where I'm supposed to be, but I wanted you to know that your story helped resonate with me and that allows me to remember that this is just part of my story. Well, that's where the stories, I think, are so important. Like, it's like you said, you know, there are so many books on personal development, and they all basically have the same message. Yes. But why are there so many? Because they're different stories that resonate with different yeah. people. Yeah. So I could write a book about mindset. Scott could write a book about the same but he's bringing in his, you know, his emotions, his feeling, his vibrations are going into that, and so it's going to resonate with some with someone else. So, yeah, it, and we talk, 
it's like everybody on earth is right is doing a podcast right now but there are reasons why people are starting podcasts and there are reasons why people are, are writing books and they're because they have these stories and there's some that that think and i'm just going to throw this out there to all the listeners that if you feel like you have a story mm-hmm. tell, don't, it. tell it tell it don't hold it back yep. and i was talking to somebody the other day that was saying you know i just i have a story i just don't know who will listen i'm like somebody is going to listen to that story is meant for someone and um she and i told her why you know because although it's been said a million times it hasn't been said the way you're going to say it and she i think i don't know what she's going to do with it but she left feeling pretty inspired so hopefully hopefully we, we hear something from her soon because she does. She really does have an amazing story. So yeah, listeners out there, do podcast, book, whatever, mm-hmm. yep. Facebook lives, whatever you can do to get your story out there. People need these stories yep. nowadays, and it's just we just live in such a time where inspiration is just heavily needed. Thousand percent. You know, pull out your tool that you got today. My what? Your pod decks. Oh, I wasn't going to. I do it. You might as well do it. Start introducing it to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be like, one time you pull it out, they're like, what is this? So just for audience who are not watching, so Scott brought me a little present today. So Scott's running, Scott, why well, I'm open this, tell me, you have how many podcasts? Uh, four. And four then podcasts. Patrick and I have one together, but then also as two native sons of that will be another one that we'll have, so it'll be five. So tell me, and then while I'm doing this, uh, I have three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> between the between the three of us, I think we got twelve podcasts. <laughs> Four apiece. I have one. I only want one. I'm good with it's gonna, one. It's gonna, you're gonna get bit by the bug, and then you'll start thinking of different things, like your webinar stuff. You can flip over to podcasts. Well, with with the uh, with the web design company, we actually do a thing called Webinar Wisdom, mm-hmm. and we haven't because we like to do that live, and we've been doing it at um, Pikesburg here in Colorado Springs. And now that we're allowed to kind of start doing things again, we're going to go back into that. Yep. Um, but and even with Webinar Wisdom, it's kind of the same thing that we when you bring, we always want to support people. So the whole Webinar Wisdom is to bring other, you know, businesses in. And we're going to talk about web presences or, you know, the web presence and what that looks like, but it really is just to introduce, Hey, what's your company? Tell us about it. And just getting that, getting that out there to people. Yep. And it's just all in the collaboration creative, yep. you know, buttons playing. So, uh, there's that, there is that, but it's not really a podcast. I think if I were to do anything with podcasts, I would just travel around and be on other people's. And to me, that would just be a beautiful thing to do. So. Let me ask you this. If this is something that maybe, you'd want to be a part of. I'm thinking of basically getting other people who are doing a podcast actively, right? So there's us three, I think I know probably three or four others who are doing one. And why can't we just bring on new businesses and just run them through a gamut, right? Maybe they pay a solid price to help get their business name out there. It's kind of advertising in different areas with different business owners, different connections. But we're all basically, you know, you pay one price and you get to go through every single one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody just kind of splits the cost. And again, it's not in it for the profit piece, yeah. but, you know, if anybody can 
gather something from it and it helps them maybe upgrade their equipment or their mm-hmm. presence or you know maybe they're using it as maybe some of the advertisement pieces whatever it is yeah. you know what i mean and it's also throwing the name out there for the podcast and the guest and all those things so you know um let us know no no need to answer right now but that's something that i've been kind of thinking about you know being able to do that just so that way everybody's podcast is supported it's supported no i, I the one so starting the podcast and again for listeners out there if you have a story podcasts are an awesome Scott introduced it to me introduced it to me and it's a great way it really is and people are scared of it because they feel like and i was too you know i don't have the equipment and scott (laughs) says use your phone and so we know we we got on anchor you can just do the phone thing and you can go it's the, the startup is so easy and you just build as you go but um but that's the hardest thing is saying okay to someone who doesn't really know how do i let people know i even have it and so that's what you're talking about is a great way to do that so i'm definitely on board then how long did it take you to record your first episode like the first like intro i think you were having the the trouble of overcoming of just doing it yeah so my my big paradigm in anything is that when it comes to stuff like this i tend to be a perfectionist and i want things to be perfect and i want you know it, it all to line up so i wrote a whole script and i had i had the little teleprompter thing going up and it was just nothing was flowing right and, and i finally just said after it i'm just gonna go <laughs> off the cuff and i've been going off the cuff ever since so that i yeah just be real and i started to realize that if you if you look at the statistics of what's going on with the podcast the less perfect i i was the more people started listening and so when we're doing off the cuff things like this and and i i don't have interview questions lined up for you guys i just we just i just start off and that's why i like starting off with tell me your story because then we can get things from your story and say well let's talk about that and then it just kind of flows and it flows the way it's supposed to flow so So what what travis what garrett has is it's called poddex and so the gentleman that created it is Travis Brown. Um, he actually launched a application that's going to have a lot more decks in there. Um, Apple, it's on Apple right now, but the Android operating system is working on that. But this is a tool that if you are doing live streams, if you're doing broadcasting, if you're a seasoned podcaster, or you're starting up a new podcast, this is a tool in your hand that you can utilize. So a lot of people will have like these standard interview questions and then your listeners will be like, oh my goodness, this is the same thing I've heard the last five episodes. So this interview deck that you have now, it actually will give you questions that you don't have to think about and it gets the perspective from your guest member, whoever's there. And it gives a different perspective too, because it's not, it may not even align with the show, but it's something just to let the audience know, okay, this is who this person is outside of whatever it is. Um, so it's a beautiful tool, um, and it's another way to increase engagement because you can do Facebook Lives and run through these cards. Um, so I, I'm grateful that I came across it. And then Travis does have his own Facebook group for podcasters to go out there and build that community that way too. So uh, this is gonna be very random. I shuffle the. It's all good. Shuffle the deck. You'll be answering this one too. So Patrick, are you drawing the card? I know. I figure. I figure I'll. <laughs> I'll ask the question, and then we all three have to answer. Okay, it. fair enough. So the top card says, "What are you currently cur- curious about?" Um, actually, so because of my coaching class and all that, part of our 
classes that we have is intersectionality and talk about sexuality. And so there was a book that John Gottman gave great praise on for both male and female, and it's called Come As You Are, and it's the female side with sexuality, but it's unique because they, she talks about male and female have the same sexual parts. They've just been arranged differently. And what really blew my mind was in medieval time with the female anatomy, they named it to come out after the translation to be ashamed because of the way the human or the female anatomy is and just how they thought. And then I look at it and I'm like, man, that's just the curious part just to see how that keeps spinning down, down, down. Because we look at with guys, if they sleep around, they're like, oh, yeah, you're the best bro. Good job. High five. Dap it up. And then females do it. And they're like, you're you're not a great person. That's not appropriate. You're a garden tool. Yeah. So it's like that. that's what it, it's one of those things that as you start doing the different stuff and getting into different things that you never thought about, it opens up and you start thinking and you start questioning and you're like, OK, yeah, this is something that needs to be adjusted. I think for me, it's kind of kind of what this next step looks like. So for me, when I launched this business, I always wondered what would it look like if I brought kind of the art world to the corporate world, mm. right? Uh, so my mentality and a lot of my background is really in creative writing. And so being able to use those skills to teach other business owners how to think outside the box or to maybe put a mind map together to visually yeah. see their dreams and things that they want to accomplish and be, you know, and so the next step is what does that creativity look like as an environment now that I'm hiring employees mm -hmm. now that I'm connecting with so many other business owners mm -hmm. and is that still a viable piece that I can bring to the table with that outside the box thinking but also in, in building that community. Right, and that's kind of the next step for me in terms of what does that portion look like? Oh, I'm thinking in regards with your poetry, having that printed on like postcards or uh, posters that people can order through 2NS. <laughs> and you got me freaking bit with the right bug too. God. <laughs> Thanks, Master. So I think with me is I'm con I'm can continually expanding on what I want to do with uh, just with mindset coaching. Um, so I developed a program and I thought it cool that was released and then so now what? And so just you know what avenues do I want to get in? So like what Scott was saying, he wrote in his little, you know, what is it you want to do to be a writer? Well I have on my little dream board up here that I wanted it to be a speaker, which is really crazy because it goes against everything that I thought was in my nature, but again, as I was going through uh, personal development, I began to realize that I actually like talking, mm -hmm. and when I can get up and I'm passionate about what I'm talking about, I actually lose myself, <laughs> yes. and and people have told me, wow, like you're really passionate about that, and so um, what I want to do and what I want to explore, and I think I, I, I have, I talked about, to you two about this just because I have certain individuals who are my, my mastermind group that I just kind of want to throw out there. But my next thing that I'm curious about is how to start. Uh, and at first I was calling it, I don't remember what I was calling it, but I want to call it a conference. And what I, I want to learn how to start that because what I want to do is just bring certain aspects of, uh, of mindset. And so my mom, before she had a stroke, she was starting something that really intrigued me. And it's just this whole holistic approach of, of just becoming healthy, right? So there's five aspects of the health. There's mental health, 
physical health, spiritual health, relation, relationship health, and then financial health. And what I want to do is just bring people from each end of that into this conference and to give talks. And, and again, I feel like with people in today's age, they, they start to focus on certain aspects. So it's like, I need to get my money there. Well, great, your money's not going to get there until this is there. Yeah. And then that's not going to get there until this is there. So this, this whole, this, the totality of what you need to, to become, it, you'll start to see the success in, in all the other areas. And so I want to, to just build this conference of people talking about that and tying it all together. So that's what that's what I'm curious about. Can I uh, follow up on that here before we go to the next deck here? Um, I've been seeing a lot of these memes about the PlayStation Five, uh, <laughs> uh, the PS Five secure memes, right? Um, and what's really interesting, and this is something that's kind of been heavy on me here over the last week or so, especially, is just that like some of these memes are showcasing these guys going to like ridiculous lengths to mm -hmm. be able to secure it, right? Yeah. Like, having relationships with, with grandmas and, you know, things like that. Like, it's just really crazy. But, like, the meme culture, obviously, we know has zero limits, right? And there's nobody is safe. That's yep. <laughs> true. Right? It's true. But um, when it goes outside of the jokes, right, like, there are literally people out there who are doing everything they can to make sure that they get a PlayStation 5. But why is it that it's so easy that we would fight so hard for something that yeah. is, you know, why is it so easy to go after a PlayStation 5 versus spending $500 on a seminar or webinar to teach yourself how to gratification, right? Um, to be able to go and get after your own things, right? To be able to create those opportunities. And so every platform I get right now, I feel like it's my, my mission to kind of plug that in to, to shift that mentality. Well, I completely agree. Well, Scott says something is instant gratification, but what people don't understand is that when you build yourself, that instant gratification starts to happen faster than, mm -hmm. than just going to get it. Because the PlayStation is not going to give you the gratification for a while. People are gamers, right? They like it. But uh, I have a really good friend that I, I started talking mindset to, and he and his wife, and I was telling them, I was like, once you get to this point, right, in your mindset, Everything else just it just seems like, eh, right? Mm -hmm. And so, building yourself up to a point, you'll look at the PlayStation Five and be like, yeah, that's fun, but I want some more of building myself up. Take it from a gamer. I don't I, I don't even game anymore. It's really difficult to find the time and then the ability and the mindset to do that because I know it's mindless. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I could easily spend that time, even if it's half the time I spent gaming on a little piece that's basically going to yield more results, whether it's internal fixture, whether it's ideas on the business. I think yesterday I sent Scott probably six or seven different pieces <laughs> for um, just potential logos and what the merchandise would look like and working on that, uh, you know, um, intro video for YouTube and stuff like that, you know, and that was time normally where I couldn't wait to have that alone time to be able to, to maybe get some gaming. And again, I'm not hating on people who are gamers because there's a lot of people yeah. who have that abundance mindset who can manage both and just frankly need it to be compressed. But um, when it's your obsession, when that's where you're spending your time and your energies, I mean, if you're not on a pro team by now, chances are you probably won't ever be on one. So, you know, you might want to look for something else. <laughs> yeah. We ready for the next one? <laughs>
I don't even know how I'm going to answer this. Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which one would you keep? Uh, mine would be Spotify. I'd have to keep Spotify, Anchor, and then at least one of my banking apps would be the three that I would keep. I think mine would probably be Spotify, Facebook, and my Bible app. So mine would be, I don't even listen to Spotify. As much as I love music, I don't listen to it on my phone. Mm. Um, You're a musician, though. You go pick something up and just start making music yourself. Yeah, and that, that's typically, so the music now just comes from, like, my son will come out and he learn to play guitar. He's like, yeah, check this out. And then like, oh, let's build on that. Um, so the only app that I really use on my phone is probably Facebook. And that sounds so terrible, but it's, it's that's just how I'm building everything. I, mean, I just, sure. it's business related, it's not my personal page that you'll see hardly anything on. Sure. But on my the business stuff, that's where, that's where really I, I put the focus. So I would say Facebook. Um, and then I guess my next one is going to be Canva because that, that's what I do everything <laughs> for, yes. for the Facebook, the social media apps. Um, so there's that one because it's really convenient to use. And I wonder uh, if there's an affiliate link for that. Maybe you should look that up and then you can have that. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be sweet. Um, and then probably the next one is going to be like probably Kindle. Like if I have a book on Kindle that I'm reading. Um, but I started getting away from Kindle because I find it easier just to get, get the books mm. and write notes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that would probably be my third. Yeah. Spotify doubles as an uh, audiobook too for a lot of books for me. So. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It's true. Last one. Last one. <laughs> if there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I guess you're first. Okay, I, yeah. I, I got to think about that. So when I was at the schoolhouse for our career field in the Air Force, I, I do some random stuff. So we already know, like, it's off the wall stuff. But this isn't a sandwich, but kind of there somebody, we were with the Navy, so the Navy makes their stuff from scratch. They made spaghetti. They're like, hey, here's a plan. I was like, cool. Left it in the warmer three days so over the weekend. They're like, this is still here. I was like, that's cool. I'll eat it. I ate it. They're like, you're going to say it. I was like, no. But the sandwich, which is very weird combination here, was peanut butter and ranch. And, <laughs> I, and it was delicious. And we'd have, we'd have to go with my, my one saying is, let's go. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. We got the one chip challenge coming up, so be ready. I, know. I, I have a friend who does peanut butter and pickles. I've, I've seen that. A lot of pregnant women do that for whatever reason. Yeah, so the sweetness and the saltiness. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'll probably try it at some point. But, I mean, this, those things are kind of... I mean, that, that fits you, though. It really does. Peanut butter and ranch. It does, because it, it is off the wall. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, because I actually, when I want to title something, I talk to Scott, because he comes up with these such off-the-wall things. But then you're like... Oh, that gives me a really good idea. Mm. But it's, it is right off the wall. <laughs> I can't I can't come up with a good idea from peanut butter and mayonnaise though, sorry. Mayonnaise and ranch. Ranch or whatever. So I don't know, I, I just keep thinking of the sandwiches that I typically eat, right? And it's usually got like the, the salami, the cold cuts, you know, um, usually an Italian base, something like that. Um 
but maybe maybe that has to do with kind of like the personality too you know what i mean because there are certain days when i'm like it's not your every day for everybody else mm-hmm. right which i kind of realized that for a lot of people i'm not there every day either <laughs> um some people it's like hey i just need you in small doses because yeah. i really need some deep thoughts and some motivation, <laughs> but i don't want to go all the way down the rabbit hole i just want to go on the surface yeah. enough for me to take some inspiration um where there's some people where it's like dude i could eat this every day so i think you know your traditional italian or your uh, your hero sandwich is something like mm. that is probably kind of more my flavor so i think that people would probably associate with me something like that yeah uh <laughs> so i like to mix it would have been better if they asked me what kind of cereal I would eat. Because <laughs> I mix cereals, but so I mix a lot of things. Uh, so kind of like you would like with this, if it was a cold cut or something, but in in what I would like, I like the cold cuts, but I like spicy Italian type stuff, mm-hmm. and I would combine those. Oh, there you go. Because the more meat, the more flavor, the better. So I would probably just just start piling on meat in that bacon and call it good. Now I'm thinking about that. Like, I would just give the person that's making the sandwiches three mystery items. And so it would be the mystery sandwich of the day. Whoever's back there making it, throw it together. Here you go. Do you get what you get? Scott would eat it. Yep. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much. Those are three questions. I'm probably going to use these cards because that was pretty fun. Um, before we leave, though, can you just tell people what to expect from you guys and, and two native sounds? What's what's coming up in the pipeline? I know you said something about you're releasing your logo in a couple days. So Thanks. what else is going on? Um, just some different business ventures in regard with that. We've talked about just some different things as we're building our, our email campaign to collaborate with our community to give back to small businesses in Colorado Springs. But we've also have talked about going U.S. wide too and impacting other businesses and other communities and whatnot, and then international. Um, but I think I've talked about it, I've envisioned what we're doing to get to the level of Grant Cardone and Gary Vee, just how large they are and the impact that they've made and people that know and see their platforms, they'll be like, these guys are crazy, they're just starting, but I don't care. Like my overarching goal now has gone from 10 million people to 100 million people to impact my myself but with the business of two native sons i see that impact in 10 million people um so it's just it's constantly growing like things just keep popping up and like hey what about this okay let's put it on and see what what comes out of it so who knows yeah i think um you know we're we're going to be launching the youtube here pretty soon right um we're probably going to be launching the podcast um, outside of the book, you know, pretty soon because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about online on the on the lives right now, uh, a lot of people are actually taking notice. You know, some people um, are questioning a lot of the things, which, you know, again, I think that just shows that maybe we're doing the right things because then people are at least kind of uh, looking at it like, what exactly is it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we're just going to continue to plug in. You know, all the things that we've done is really scratch the surface. And, you know, there has to be that consistency piece. And, again, it's staying on top of mind. And so as we really start to see some of these things come to fruition, I think at that point in time we'll start to identify who our um, ideal client is. As of right now, you know, as you're overseeing the process, it's really just to help out any and everyone. Um, But, again, we know 
deep down that who we're trying to target, which again, we're not looking for that 90% approval, we're looking for that 5%, 5 to 10% of people who really want to get off the, the couch, really want to put something and do something different, or people who want to go to the next level. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's they, they don't know what that next level looks like for themselves. And so I, I know a lot more waiting for us to hit that next level before they do that. But I mean, we should have just with Scott, but I think that we have our first client already. So. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told you, this is like a spider web, like the center point. And actually, I'll shoot you guys a uh, picture that I found um, through another network marketing company, uh, Send Out Cards, Cody Bateman. Um, or Jordan Adler actually talked about the freedom, so three freedom, and it was just showing the center point, and then off that center point, which is you, three people, and they go impact three people, they go and impact the three people. By the time it got to this outer circle, that it's just it looks like a solid circle. Uh, I think it was Jordan. He said that circle has two thousand one hundred and ninety-seven lines in there from that impact, and seeing that visual is huge. And, with what's going on, that's what's happening here. It's a freaking spider web that, as it grows, um, it's giving people permission and it's exciting just to see what people decide to do and what they chase after and just being there in their corner and giving them support. And if they need to talk to somebody, we'll sit down and talk to you um, and help you out because you're only one person, you're with yourself 100% of the time. And if you don't get out of your own way, you're gonna constantly be on this vicious, hamster wheel you've got to have other people that can come out from the outside perspective and help you out and so that's coaching coaching is the same way where you're coming from an outside perspective and just ask questions and having people they're the expert in their life the coach is just there to potential accountability and to help out so yeah thank you so much for having us today man it's uh it's always an honor you know to be able to spend time and connect with uh, other people who are doing really big things and when uh, i know you know watching the things that you're doing is also inspiring mm -hmm. so keep up what you're doing just let us know how we know awesome i will do that um any other closing remarks i have always have my, my standard closing remark i, I think i've given plenty already <laughs> you give enough nuggets <laughs> go off stream without a paddle <laughs> yeah so and really how i i close out everything is you know if you have any other questions on mindset um, I'm going to start putting, uh, I have a link just to contact me. We can set up a 30 minute session and we can talk about the mindset and where you want to go with that and kind of focus on the results that you're looking for as compared to the results that you have now. And with that though, I always say this and I firmly believe it that if you're going to go anywhere, go against the flow because that's where greatness is going to happen. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, the best thing you could do is to please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. If you'd like to further investigate how you can flip your mindset, feel free to contact me through my website at www.garrettgoggins.com. I can't wait to catch you on the next episode.